It's your Locked On Flyers podcast for Wednesday, October 26th, your daily dose of Flyers news, analysis, and high-quality content that would much rather be answering more of your mailbag questions than talking about Flyers injuries, but we're going to do both on today's show. Last two years, Flyers injuries. It's a hashtag. Uh, You're Locked On Flyers, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Flyers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, Flyers land. I am Rachel Donner. You can find me on Twitter at rmiriam. I'm here with the brilliant Russ Cohen, who's on Twitter at Sportsology. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. You can follow us on Twitter at Lockdown Flyers. That's where we post about our episodes and Flyers news. You can also email the show at LockdownFlyers at gmail.com. On today's show, we are going to do the rundown that we got yesterday about the latest with Flyers injuries and substitutions and all of that. And we're going to get into your mailbag questions. And there's some really good ones. I'm very excited for us to talk about those as well. Locked on Flyers is free and available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, wherever you are listening. So subscribe. You'll get all of our episodes here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Plus, we're over on YouTube. So uh, watch us and subscribe over there. So we did hear about James Van Reemstyke yesterday. And he does, in fact, as we surmised, have a broken finger. So he's going into surgery on Friday. They'll know you know, timetables and stuff after that, but uh, you know, it's going to be a month, right? Yeah. It's three weeks, four weeks for sure. So yeah. it's what we thought, no real surprise there. Uh, again, I'm thinking we should start doing one day a week, just a show on the flyers injuries. Cause that's where we're headed. It's brutal, man. You would think like this team's luck would change <laughs> after all of this, but Alas, no. Uh, So many things to talk about on this front. And I did want to mention that uh, Tortorella said that Scott Lawton would take JVR's spot on the power play, which if he's going to do net front stuff, or is he just going to be that fifth person? It doesn't make sense. Yeah. You know, again, this is Tort's familiarity. He likes Lawton, so he figures Lawton can play the power play. But there's so many better options than Scott Lawton on the power play. I'd rather have two defensemen on the power play and, you know, not worry about having Scott Lawton. You know, put Sanheim with with D'Angelo. That's fine. Or, yeah, because then Provorov can run the second one. That's what I would do. I mean, I would rather have that. Yeah, I think that's a really great option instead. And it's not that I don't think Lawton could succeed on the power play in the right position, but I don't think in the JVR spot is the right one. No, and he's being stretched already anyhow minutes-wise mm-hmm. to what for what you know the good kind of player he is. There's going to be a point where you hit a point of no return minutes-wise for him. In terms of his role and what he's doing, we're going to talk about that a little bit more when we talk about Owen Tippett and Rasmus Ristolainen and their timetable for return. Uh, It seems like they're thinking Risto has a good shot at getting back in the lineup on Thursday. Mm -hmm. Uh, The two of them were on the ice at practice 
uh, yesterday, and uh, they did send Louis Belpedio back down to Lehigh Valley to open up the slot for him. So I think on the Risto front, we are headed in the right direction here. Now, whether that's a good thing or a bad thing for the Flyers D, that is, you know, another question. But no, uh, I think I it's do- a good thing. I mean, he I saw yeah. him hit Sedlak in practice, whoever's video that was. Um, so, he, you know, he's feeling it. I feel bad for Zamula because Zamula's played well, but there's, I would say, a 99% chance that Nick Sealer stays up and Zamula goes back, which is a shame. Yeah, I, I don't know what they're going to do there, but I think you're right in terms of, you know, if past experience is any indication, I, I, I think you're right there. It should be noted that on the Owen Tippett side of things, uh, Olivia Reiner from the Enquirer mentioned that he's been wearing a tinted visor since he started back skating. And that's something that people with concussions sometimes wear uh, because of light sensitivity issues related to recovery. So, you know, if he's still having to wear that tinted visor, I would not want him back in the lineup. No. I would like him at 100%, you know, being able to practice without that visor. Yeah, me too. I mean, that's a big thing. Like, again, we can go back to Chris Pronger, and he didn't have to wear the visor until the end. And, again, he had just reached the point of too many concussions. We never know with a person how many is too many. You know, sometimes two could be it for somebody. Like, it's just, you know, I've heard all kinds of experts and there is no good answer. But, you know, Tippett has said he's had concussions before. So this makes me a little nervous for him because uh, not for the time that he has spent out, but just the fact that coming back now that he's using the visor because, you know, let's face it, concussions happen a lot and not everybody has to wear the visor. That is true. And, you know, it could be just a precaution, but could be. Uh, if, if somebody who has a concussion history knows themselves enough to wear that visor, that could go either way. But mm-hmm. I think that should he slot back in on Thursday, which again, much like with Ristolainen, I think they're projecting that at the moment, but things could change, obviously, depending. Yeah, I wouldn't on count on it. Me yeah. personally. Yeah, I think, you know, as part of that Tortorella mentioned that uh, they wanted to, because of that shuffling going around with JVR out and then tip it back in, that Cates would then shift back to wing and that Scott Lawton, that we were just talking about, uh, would slot in at center on that line. And so if, if Lawton's at center on that line, I don't want him taking extra duty on the power play. No, me neither. Um, and look, this is a move I, I give towards credit for because I do think under the torch system, a center um, has to play a really tough role. And for Cates as a younger guy, it's definitely going to affect his offense. There's no question about it. So, you know, I think this, this move is fine. Yeah, I think it's fine too. I just, the reasoning kind of upsets me just because, you know, it's talking about, you know, a confidence building move to get his scoring going. It's like, well, you're making a guy play center who didn't play center before. So he's focused on the job of that position and learning that and excelling at that. Of course, he's not scoring a ton yet because he's concentrating on this positional play. And so I don't think he needs to build confidence at, in terms of scoring, I think he, he needed to build confidence in terms of playing center. Yeah. Here's where I'm going to lose it. I'm going to lose it if, let's say, he some point goes through like a five-game scoring drought and then gets sent down because there's going to be plenty of guys this year that aren't scoring for long stretches. And is he going to just sit down veterans when they do that? No. No, he's not yeah. going to. 
Well, you know, that's a, a good transition to sitting veterans in terms of the continued saga of the benching of Kevin Hayes and Travis Konechny, because, you know, he had a, Torres had another quote about it in yesterday's media availability. And, you know, he just says, oh, it was a day at the office. I had to make a decision, but they've already turned the page. They did well in practice. And, you know, of course he doesn't forget that they played well leading up to that period of play. I don't know what he expects anybody to do with that quote, because we still don't really know what they did wrong. They were on the ice for some goals. Okay. Well, there's going to be a lot of guys on the ice for some goals this year. So we don't really know what they did wrong. Saying it's a day at the office is like, you know, me coming home to my wife or anybody going home to their significant other. And they say, how was work? And it was just like another day at the office. Nobody's happy with that answer. You're always going to get another question after that. Yeah. Uh, it's a, uh... It's a little perplexing to kind of talk about it again, but then. Right. Just leave it alone. If you don't want to talk Mm -hmm. about it, don't even say anything then at this point. Yeah. Just say, oh, we're moving on. Yeah. We're good. Uh, I did also want to mention Cam Atkinson because, you know, his continued absence is becoming a little bit alarming, I would say, for a lot of people, probably including Cam Atkinson. And I, I think that. Um, it, you know, it's important to think about more long-term solutions in terms of replacing his role as opposed to like just plug and play with other guys and see, you know, what you might want to do to account for that. And uh, Charlie O'Connor uh, asked him about, you know, this situation relative to the Ellis situation this year. And are we going to get strung along and are we not going to know exactly what's happening and are the same things happening again, where we don't know what exactly is, is going on with Atkinson and we'll never know. And, um, you know, Torts tried to say that, no, no, it's different. And that Cam will be back. Um, he wants to return soon, but that did not answer the question. No, I mean, him saying it, he doesn't think it's going to be month to month is fine, but in a week it's month to month. Like it's, it, it, it exactly turns into that. So I, again, the fans are the ones asking, go on Twitter, go, you know, look at texts that we get. Everybody wants to know where's Cam Atkinson. I mean, mm-hmm. you can't have a high profile player like this. One that maybe is being thought of as being team captain and then not say anything as to a timeline for return. Like, he's not even practiced. Cam Atkinson played in one preseason game, and I think, what was he at, one practice? Yeah. That's it. So how is he going to return soon anyhow? Like, is he just going to magically just pop in a lineup? And you know what I mean? Like, this whole thing is weird. It is really weird. And it does seem to parallel what was going on with Ryan Ellis a little bit in terms of the transparency and in terms of the expectation. And uh, I'm certainly worried about it. And I think that the Flyers really need to get a handle on this and not repeat what happened last year, especially with the new medical stuff. Right. And that's where you would hope that the communication would be better because, again, it's just odd at this point. Like, he is one of the four best players on the team. If this were Claude Giroux, we would know what was going on with Claude Giroux. Mm-hmm. As an example. We would. I yeah. think we absolutely would. More to come on all of those injuries. And we'll probably have some more information on tomorrow's show relative to the game and who's going to slot in. But uh, we are going to get to your mailbag questions coming up after we talk about 
BetOnline. BetOnline.net's your number one source for all your football betting needs this season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news and podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. As always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. It's the latest and the easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including the MLB playoffs, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. This season is in full swing, and so is Locked On's game-to-game NHL. Every moment, every top performance, every result. Locked On game-to-game covers every game from across the NHL with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow game-to-game on the Locked On NHL channel wherever you get your podcasts. Russ, we were just talking about the benching of Travis Konechny and Kevin Hayes. Susan wanted to know if it would be better to bench TK and Hayes for only part of the period and bring them back in the middle. Uh, She also thought there will be more injuries with all these block shots. So uh, what what do you think about these continued injuries and should Torts have uh, brought them back partway through the period in a close game? Yeah, as far as the block shot, you know, I was in the middle, whether it was a defensive thing or block shot with Van Reems, like it was a block shot. Um, I do think you there's a point where you could block too many shots and you're putting your scorers, some of those guys, in positions to get hurt. I mean, I know they're trying to help the team, help the goalie, but your goalie's there for a reason too. So I think there has to be a balance with that. As far as um, the benching, yeah, I think they should have been back in the third because they gave up the third period. Mm-hmm. Like you you know, if you don't want to give away points this year, you gave up two points in that game. There was no way they were coming back in that game in the third without those two in it. For him to even think that that was going to happen wasn't being honest. I think so as well. And uh, I think they had an opportunity to come back in that game and to not have Kevin Hayes and Travis Connecting and especially Connecting out there, um, who has had a pretty good scoring touch, I think was a little bit short sighted. Mm-hmm. All right. Mario has a really fun theoretical question, which I love lineup theoretical stuff. And uh, he also is a long distance Flyers fan since 75. So, wow, that's a dedication. Yeah. So he wants he wants to know if this lineup would work or not. Putting size and toughness aside, what if your roster was composed of nine defensive and three pure goal scorers at forward? and then four defensive and two offensive defensemen with two fundamentally sound goaltenders. If defense wins championships, this seems reasonable. (sighs) That's an interesting one. Um, I think the only problem um, with this is with puck movement. I think you have to worry about, because already the Flyers, um, like zone exits out of their own zone, haven't been great. And that's, you know, with, defensive players out there already so it's almost like you do need forwards for that once in a while like we saw frost do that in the preseason and maybe a little in in the regular season bring the up up, puck up the ice pretty smooth so i think i I think with that and i just don't think this team has the personnel to do it i'm not going to say it can't happen because i think you know like a team like colorado when with the defensemen they have you know you got mccarr you got bowen byram you got sam gerard when they're all healthy uh, you probably could pull that off then on that team, but I don't think this team could. 
Yeah, I think in theory, it, it would be really good. Now, I have said this before on the show, I may get rid of positions for skaters person. I I am of the opinion that you shouldn't have forwards and defensemen. You should have skaters out there and they should change their role situationally. So in terms of, you know, having more defensive oriented skaters and offensive oriented skaters and puck movers and goal scorers, if you have all those people, but you don't necessarily assign them to forward and, and defensemen, I think that, you know, that, that kind of matches up a little bit with what Mario is saying here. So I could get behind it in a theoretical sense. Um, I agree with you that the Flyers are not that team to do right. it right now. <laughs> right now. Yeah, there's a few teams that probably could pull it off. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Russ, uh, this is a, an interesting question for you specifically. Uh, there's going to be a new West Coast Junior League that uh, Timu Solane is going to be a part of. And there's a couple other, I think, ex-NHLers that are part of the leadership group of this league to kind of account for the geographical mm -hmm. uh, space on the West Coast. So what do you think about it? Now, depending on, is it West Coast U.S., West Coast Canada? Mm -hmm. It's US. West Coast U.S. It's, it, it, it's good because um, still when you look at the USHL, they, they've never moved – northeast enough for me and and apparently never going to and they never moved really west enough either you know like they have some teams that are close but not really so i think uh with all the good hockey that has taken place in the west i'm for it i think it's a good idea i think um it makes a lot of sense yeah i think you know it'll follow the ncaa rules is my understanding so that players can go from this league to college hockey, much like with the USHL. Uh, I think that uh, especially if, if guys from the West, from California, you know, who grow up playing hockey and want to go to the next level, but don't want to move to Canada. Yeah. I think that's a, a really good option for them. And I think, you know, it'll expose more people to elite level hockey just from a spectator's perspective. Yeah. Just as an example, there's 16 active teams in the Midwest in the USHL. So, you know. Yeah. But like none out West. Not, not where they're going. Yeah. We talked about this a little bit in the first segment. We, we were worried about it, but someone wanted to know, based on his play so far, do you think Zamula sticks for the whole season? I would like that. I don't think it will be possible. I think the coach likes Nick Sealer's uh, rough and tumble play way too much to send him down for a Zamula. For Torts, Zamula is just a chess piece. You know, he's fine for now. Um, and when Risto gets back, he's going to, you know, replace the kid with another veteran. Uh, I think if Sealer wasn't necessarily uh, engaging in fights, and it's sad for me to say that, I think Zamula would have a better chance, but that's not the case. Yeah, I think, you know, at the beginning of the season, Torts said he wanted to rotate in some guys to give different people a chance. And right now it's really just been Zamula who's gotten that chance. And at a certain point, he's going to want to rotate in somebody else. And I think right now, Adderd is the only one that has done anything close to deserving that call up. We talked all about yeah. it on yesterday's show when we uh, did a deep dive into the Phantoms. But I think that if we're getting to that line, then there needs to be ice time available for this person. And 
So for Torts to maybe send Zamula down and bring Adderd up, if he's going to just play Sealer, then that doesn't do anybody any good. And and so I think that either Zamula really has to make himself the guy in Torts's eyes, or it's going to be a problem in terms of figuring out how to get anybody else or Zamula ice time. Yeah, I agree. All right. Uh, in terms of Flyers' upcoming opponents, what's the matchup you want to see most? Uh, there's two in November, early November, Flyers-Rangers, Flyers-Leafs. I want to see um, John go to those markets. I kind of want to see John interact with Larry Brooks. I'll be honest. <laughs> um, but I also want to just see uh, the Flyers interact with some really high-powered offenses and see how they react to that. And that would be interesting for both markets. And then again, with the Leafs, you know, John will be under a little bit more of a microscope than he is even here. And it'll be interesting to see, you know, what comes out of that. Yeah, I think both of those games should be real like benchmarks in terms of where this team is and can they hang with the big boys. And they're back to back. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that Leafs game is going to be rough. Oh, yeah. On a second half of the back to back. I think, you know, that'll be a good opportunity to maybe start Sandstrom versus the Rangers and then have Carter Hart play in Toronto. Yeah, I think even though MSG is not the most the easiest place for like a younger goalie to go and looking for his first win to hopefully he has his first win by then. I'm still going to be inclined to agree with you and say it's better there than Toronto. All right. Well, we have a few more questions coming your way coming up next. But first, I'm going to talk to you about Simply Safe because the numbers don't lie. In the last decade, over 4 million people have chosen Simply Safe home security to protect their home. You don't earn the trust of that many people without doing something right. At Simply Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters. And that's why I use it in my own home. Uh, it protects with the latest in security technology powered by 24-7 professional monitoring agents who always have your back. Simply Safe's advanced technology is what I love the most. I can control the system from my phone with their app. I can watch a HD live stream from the security cameras or monitor the wide variety of sensors in every room. They also have hazard sensors that instantly detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home. Customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. You can save 20% on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your first month free. Visit simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL to learn more. Okay, Russ, uh, this is another good question. Without making a trade, what's the one lineup change that you would make to the Flyers right now? Right now, I would um, bring back Cam York, put him on the third pairing, uh, and get rid of Nick Sealer. I would have York and Zamula out there instead of Sealer and either one of those two. Yeah, it's interesting because, you know, again, just yesterday we talked about Cam York and that he hasn't really blown us away in terms of his performance in Lehigh Valley. But there's been a couple of guys where 
you're just not sure. And I would put Isaac Radcliffe in this category too, where, you know, they get the call up, but then they sort of fit right in at the NHL level. They do. Even though they haven't wowed us at the AHL level, that they just mm-hmm. know how to make that adjustment. I feel like Cam York is one of those people, but uh, Me too. I, I think that it's just going to take a lot more for the Flyers to like realize that <laughs> right now. And York and Zamula already have chemistry, like they know mm-hmm. each other. Mm-hmm. I think so too. I think that's, that's a really good option. Um, I think, yeah, for me, I just, I just would sit Zach McEwen and I would put one of the kids in instead. I just think anybody just, I like that. yeah, I just really want somebody that's more of a scorer. And, and I know uh, McEwen shoots, but it's not very good shooting. <laughs> so no. I think just somebody with a little bit better of a shot to come in would be a, a good option. Our, our friend JD over at Locked On Sharks, who was uh, taunting us a little bit after the Sharks beat the Flyers, uh, of course, wants to rub salt into that wound and asked how many times we watched the Lin Blom tribute video. Well, I'm going to give props to uh, to Jordan because Jordan had the uh, the video up on his feed. And I always say Jordan takes great videos. I was, you know, not there at that moment when they played it during the game. Like I wasn't at that game and I was watching, but I had missed it. So uh, I do want to say thanks, Jordan, because... Because of him, I got to see it. So once. That's Jordan Hall from uh, NBC Jordan Sports Hall, yeah. Philly. I, I watched it once uh, when it aired. And that that was it just because I think I was too emotional about it, I got to say. And um, we talked about it on the Monday show that I had a little bit of an emotional weekend. Uh, so I think overdoing it would have been too much. So I've only watched it once, but I did like stare at my Oscar Limblom jersey in my closet for a while. Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, he had been like my last current Flyers player that I had a jersey for. So could have made a TikTok out of that. <laughs> All right. Uh, of course, got to ask Russ, World Series prediction. All right. So I'm going to root for the Phillies because I. I just I don't know anybody that likes the Astros. They you know they've gotten caught cheating. All that. All that said, they are so loaded with players. Uh, I think they're going to win in six. But I'm rooting for the Phillies. Yeah, I feel the same. Like of course, of course, rooting for the Phillies. But uh, it's good to see most of the country united in rooting for the Phillies over the Astros because yeah, the Astros are cheaters. But uh, that being said, yeah, I, I think the Astros are are just too good. But it's been a crazy run for the Phillies. So yeah, you never know. I mean, there's always that that hope, and uh, I think they have to win both those first two games. They're throwing their best two starters. They've got to win those first two. If they can win those first on two, the road, yeah. maybe they can put some fear on the road. Then maybe put some fear into Exactly. Them. All right. Wrapping up with a Flyers fun thing. Uh, our old pal, Maxim Sushko, who we let go and uh, he went home, has been playing in the KHL and uh, he played in a game up against his brother on a different KHL team, uh, Ilias Sushko. And uh, of course, I love 
hockey siblings and I love it when they play up against each other in games. I think it's a lot of fun. I love Flyers Caps games when JVR is available because of Trevor. But uh, yeah, so it was cool to see a picture of Maxim Sushko. Hadn't like talked about him in a while and uh, that he got to play against his brother. Yeah, I, I agree with your premise there, except I kind of hated the Sutters after a while because there were just too many of them on the ice <laughs> at one time. I didn't care. Yeah. <laughs> and they were all annoying. <laughs> well, you know, from a different perspective, I guess, if you were a Flyers fan, they well, were Well, I mean, annoying. even, but after a while, they weren't only on the Flyers That's too, true. right? So after a while, they, they would have annoyed you. They're everywhere, man. <laughs> yeah. All right. That'll do it for today. We will be back again tomorrow. We're going to talk Flyers Panthers. We'll have a prospect profile. As a reminder, we always want to hear from you. If you want your question answered in our weekly mailbag, you can tweet us at Lockdown Flyers. You can email us at LockdownFlyers at gmail.com. I'm Rachel. I'm on Twitter at rmiriam. That's R-M-I-R-I-A-M. I'm Russ. I'm at Sportsology, S-P-O-R-T-S-O-L-O-G-Y. Thanks for making Locked On Flyers your first listen every day. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. It's the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Have a great day, everyone.